Oh, yeah. This is the manly man, Randy Brutal, talking at you. When I'm on the road, I pass the time between matches, snapping to Slim Jims, and listening to the Sean Geek Podcast, which I download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca. That's the Sean Geek Podcast, downloaded off of SeanMcGinnity.ca, brother. Oh, yeah. Anyway, welcome to the Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast. You can hear some voices in the background. We get uh, my brother yes. Fast Fred here. Anyway, so this week uh, we have a couple of guests. We brought the entire crew from, and the podcast will rock. Gentlemen, do you want to introduce yourselves? My name is uh, Corey, and it's a real pleasure to be here on the Fast Freddy and Geek Boy show. Uh, where's Karen? <laughs> I want to talk about She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Kicking around her somewhere. Yeah, she's coming on. on oh, she's going to be on a Wednesday. We're 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 prepping uh, the 400th episode, and we're not sure what to do. And one of the suggestions was to have the four co-hosts because there's Karen, but then there's also the other Corey, Corey Geek, mm-hmm. who's been on a few dozen episodes, I'm sure. So maybe thinking of doing the four of us, and then the another original co-host who lives in Montreal. She said she'd be willing to come back for it too. So maybe we'll do that. We're not quite sure. We're still plotting and planning. We'll see what we're going to do. So 400, Jim, that's big. We're, we're, on, we're on, what are we on, Mark? 42, 43? Something like that. We're in the 40s. Yeah. So, oh, uh, Mark Meyer here. Hello, yeah. everybody. And if we're talking <laughs> She-Hulk, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, have you, are you up to date on She-Hulk? Oh, yes, Absolutely. All right. Maybe when I have Karen on, I'll get you to come on too. We'll I love the Karen right. shows that she laughs at everything. It doesn't she matter does. what she says. There, there's a giggle at the end that just, <laughs> it just awesome. brightens my day whenever I hear it. But yeah, no, she's, she's awesome. What, but what I got yeah. So Corey geek is gone. I, I hear I was angling for my own Sean geek fast fret nickname. And then stupid Eric Senich went and took my other suggestion. He was, he's slow Eric. Now I was going to be <laughs> slow, slow <Corey>. Eric. <laughs> so, I'm thinking maybe I should lay, lay I'll lay claim to fat Corey. <laughs> or uh older Corey. Old yeah. Corey, yeah, that works. One year, too. Yeah. One year okay. older. Yeah, birthday little, Corey. Yeah. Thank and, you and, very much. Happy birthday to Corey, everybody. That's right. <laughs> Actually, I think you're just slightly older than uh than uh, Corey Geek. Oh really? Slightly older, yeah. There you go. Slightly better with age. Corey. Yeah, like yeah. a fine wine, we get better with age. So are we uh, fine wine, Corey? There it is. Fine wine, Corey. Okay, I like that. <laughs> fine wine, Corey. Good. Yeah, I like it. Because by uh, the end of the show, we need one for Mark now. Yeah. Yes. Think. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Anyway, so what are we doing today? <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to have you guys on because you know, just because we've uh, we've done your show twice. You haven't done our show yet. But I wanted to bring you on to do something because we don't have a format. You guys have a pretty solid format, but we just, Todd and I go off the cuff uh, a lot of times. And a lot of times we'll come in with two or three ideas that we want to do for that particular episode that we do. And then we don't do any of them. Todd tells me about his day. He, I tell him about mine and then we're off in the weeds. 
<laughs> so we probably noticed that on your show. We'll start talking about something. All of a sudden, we'll just veer left at Albuquerque and he's like, where the hell did you go? <laughs> Well, and that's where we have the most fun. And then the fans tell us, you know, don't let the show go off the rails like uh, that again. I'm like, I, off the rails is I know. I'm like, what the hell are you exactly. talking about? It was fun. <laughs> like, you can't tell me people didn't laugh during that episode. They well, absolutely for, for more laughed. than a few. Yeah. yeah more than I, a few. Yeah, I, I, had, I had a lot of great feedback from that last episode you guys did with us. So, uh, you know, to every to everyone who had a problem with us going off the rails, sorry for you. <laughs> yeah i'm sorry we're we're allowed to have fun this exactly. isn't this isn't a news yours isn't a news podcast it's a yeah. fun podcast it's you know it's not one yeah. of us is wearing a tie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all just got out of bed hello good yeah. morning yeah. <laughs> i thought about it's putting 8 a.m i thought about putting baileys in the coffee this morning oh, i guess you can't see my coffee if i had some i would have done that who's bailey an old friend (laughs) anyway so we were trying to come up with what we were going to have you on to do and then so Corey is from saskatchewan yes mark is from tennessee yep and we're like "Hmm, i wonder if mark 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 and my musical tastes i think are, are a little a little more aligned and then but i was wondering like if you've only heard american music or only heard a little bit of canadian music i'm like your your mind's going to be blown with what we can bring to to the table so between me todd and Corey, we thought we could bring a nice uh pastiche if you will of uh canadian music hitting uh you know kind of the the four corners of music if there's is it four corners i don't know sure but to, to bring okay. some some great classic stuff some some newish stuff and uh, from rock to metal. Mm-hmm. So you had an assignment, Mark, to listen to the songs. And uh, you made it through the list without spoiling anything yet. What do you what's your uh, opinions? My opinion is uh, and I, I spoke a little bit about this before we went on air. Uh, there are a lot of these songs that speak to my uh, musical sensibilities and the aesthetic that I like to kind of present and the things that I enjoy. So I'm really, really shocked that some of these bands just really never uh, registered with me. Like, but I'm, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that I hadn't run into some of these tracks along the way in my musical journey. Cause sometimes I just, uh, sometimes I just let uh, a music playlist just take me away and I'm not even paying attention to who the artists are. Uh, or what the song is called. I just kind of just let it go. Pleasantly surprised by this list. Uh, it, there was a couple of surprises that I was in. Oh, well, of course this is on the list. And I'm very happy about that because I'm familiar. Um, but overall, yeah, this this playlist was good for me because it spoke to all my sensibilities when it comes to the music that I like to listen to. Oh, so it hit a bunch of the different tenants of what you like. It did. Yes. Good. Nice. Okay, good. We did it, guys. We did it. <laughs> Very well done on this playlist. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I uh when I was doing my list, I dug out the Hearts on Fire book as recommended by a Big E from the uh <laughs> the Booked on Rock podcast. Slow Eric. Yep. Slow Eric, yeah. <laughs> and um so so this guy wrote a book on Canadian music. There was a there was a, a period of time where music broke Canadian music broke huge through the rest of the world 
uh, bands like Arcade Fire, the Arkells, uh, the Weaker Thans, bands like that. And he wrote a whole book about how all of a sudden Canadian music was huge in the States. And most people didn't realize they were Canadian. So um, I went through there and he created playlists for every chapter on Spotify, on Amazon, and on Apple for every single chapter. So it's, it's, I, I went through the whole thing. I spent days going through the whole thing. And then I found a bunch of playlists, Canadian playlists. And anyway, I, I probably did about 12 hours of prep work for this episode. How much homework did you do, Todd? Close your eyes. What do you see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just threw in a couple of songs that I, you know, that were Canadian that were fairly iconic here, but uh, maybe not so much in, uh, in the U S I think, but there's, but, but there's a lot, but there's a lot of bands that, I mean, uh, like Burton Cummings, I'm sure you guys have, well, or BTO, I guess, uh, would have been a big one that they would have heard of in the States. And I'm sure, um, Triumph maybe I'm assuming. Cause they, I mean, they, they've done tours and stuff. I guess it'd be mostly the, the, the bigger bands that have done tours in the U S the smaller bands, um, you know, like Harlequin and, and, and those guys, I'm not sure if they actually ventured out as much as those other uh, as those other bands i know triumph was huge in texas in the southern states for some reason i'm not they love power well, trios i th- yeah, yeah. that that tracks i think based on just based on the song that i uh you guys put on this list i went uh and i'm that's one that i'm quite sure i have heard along my oh, journey before oh, seriously uh, I, okay cool yeah i definitely know I, I knew the name triumph i just couldn't when uh when i looked at the list initially on the surface i went like ah which one's triumph i know i know that name so i'd like i don't know if i've heard them and then i when i listened to this particular song i went i'm sure i've crossed paths with this song before and having listened to it uh for the show i went and you're telling me they were big in texas maybe yeah i could see that yeah yeah, They're, they they were at the time with them and Rush were like probably the two biggest exports for rock bands, I think. I'll tell you this right now. The biggest band in the States, I'll, I'll go on record. I'll, I'll speak on behalf of all the uh, American numbskulls uh, over here. The biggest band that we recognize is 100% Canadian uh, is Rush. It's it's always going to be Rush. Like Anytime you ask any sort of rock or metal fan uh name a canadian band it's going to be rush every time so i'm sorry that that stereotype exists for a reason <laughs> but they're well, good band. The, you're the right they're, first they're time great. Yeah. they're fantastic and and they also have uh it's not a thing against them it's just they also are probably uh the biggest canadian band with as much longevity i would say um, mm-hmm. I know they're not playing anymore, unfortunately, but I mean, they've they've earned their retirement, let's say. But it's just because they've been around for so long and they have had many, many hits over the years. So, of course, and also skilled musicians. So even here in the States with us numbskulls, we're going to recognize uh, <laughs> when good is good. Well, and when we first started talking about doing this show, I asked Mark, like, do you know any Canadian music? And he goes, oh, yeah, I've heard Rush. <laughs> like, well, i was you, making you know, a joke but yeah. Yeah, we, we have more than one band in canada <laughs> yeah we that's actually the obvious have, you know, one. seven yeah <laughs> and i think and it's <laughs> go, go ahead i, I'm I was, I was just gonna i just wanted to add to that and it's like yes and and i recall making the uh the next joke which was wait they don't all sound like rush and wouldn't <laughs> you know it 
one of the songs on this list, there's a Getty Lee cameo. And I was trying really hard not to be like, I'm pretty. I was like, that sounds like Getty, but I don't want to just assume that's Getty because it's like, oh, all Canadian bands sound the same. It's like, well, I mean, but that guy sounds like Getty. And sure enough, it's Getty. So I can um, be forgiven. <laughs> there, Getty also guested on uh, on another track, which uh, you guys played yes. on your show. Yeah. That's right. Which take was off, uh, eh? take off, eh? Yep. <laughs> still one of the greatest albums of all time. I ha- I have that on CD and I still listen to it regularly. Bob and Doug McKenzie. That's right. It's great. They also did Bob and Doug also did the voices in that um Brother Bear cartoon. Brother right? Bear. Yeah. yeah. Which nobody understood. There everyone was like <laughs> these I don't know who's doing these voices. Like these bears are funny. Why, but why do they sound like that? And it's like, uh, you guys don't even, <laughs> get the like, you guys don't even just like, oh, you've never seen strange brew. You don't know. SC's TV. Like the, you damn kids <laughs> in Canada. I think that was a huge thing. Cause it was, they reunited for that. Right. So yes. it was, it was, was a like big a deal in very Canada. big deal. Yeah. Very yeah. big deal. That was the, the only claim to fame to that movie was that reunion <laughs> i don't remember anything else in that film no there's no. nothing else memorable about it i think there was a bear in it maybe i'm not sure i'm well, assuming it's, it's in the title yeah. <laughs> so so they're touching another generation of uh of people now i guess yeah with the bears yeah well they tried anyway like i said i don't think that movie uh did very well <laughs> well it did well in canada i'm gonna guarantee you that <laughs> well there you go there you go. that's all that matters and we're going to start with the we're just going to play a little bit just so you guys understand like what we're talking about. So it kind of has some uh, some reference here. So uh, th- we talked about Triumph and uh, Todd selected this one. Todd, do you want to give us a couple of uh, tidbits on this song? Well, growing up, I had uh, I had learned actually the song Midsummer's Daydream, which is in a mm. like a classical type piece that uh, Rick Emmett had had written and played. Um, but listening to the other songs, uh, it was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Like you could hear a phaser and stuff, uh, you know, with what he was playing at the beginning. Uh, and when you're younger, it's like, well, wh- what's this sound? And, and how did he get this sound? And, you know, when you're, you know, when you're eight, nine years old, it's like, well, you don't have a clue, right? But later on, it's like, okay, well, he's using either a phaser or a flanger or a chorus or, or you know, something in the sound. Uh, but, um, yeah, this was probably one of the first bands that I had tried to, I guess, emulate. Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it's a cool song. Went to their concert. That was the very first concert I went to it was a triumph one. I think it was Thunder seven back in the oh, mid eighties. That's a great album. Yeah. They had like a hologram screen in the middle of the middle of the arena where they had this face talking kind of like Max Headroom, but not really. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it's quite the thing. <laughs> Triumph, magic power, live in Halifax. Doesn't get yeah. much better than that. <laughs> I'm actually going to put the video on because my my introduction to this song song was the video because they played it on uh, Power Hour on Much Music here in Canada, and I saw this and I just how they commanded the stage. That, so I, I kind of want to play a few minutes of this just so Mark can kind of see what they look like live it's a nice 12 string intro very nice and just live i've got a good idea of of what they probably look like live just from listening to the song and looking at it's like when what date did they do this like oh i see 
Well, yeah. it's your typical uh, '80s hair metal with yeah. the funky uh, <laughs> uh, Dave era pants with the stripes, and yeah, you know, of course. <laughs> now, for me, for me, because I was familiar with Rush, and then here's another power trio from Toronto or Toronto area or Toronto adjacent, and I'm like, oh, there's another band that's not from the Maritimes. <laughs> that was my kind of opinion. <laughs> You know, another band from Toronto, but then I saw them and just live, they were a bit more dynamic than Rush. They were more flashy. They weren't as musician wise. I don't know if they were as good as Rush. I mean, they're, they're, they're phenomenal, but I mean, Rush is at that next plateau, right? Mm -hmm. But they were a little more exciting live. They're running around the stage all the time. They're, you know, it, completely different kind of energy. So I kind of, I kind of dug that. Where's AHA from? Norway. What? Really? What? AHA is from Norway. Why do they you are know the that, kings Mark? Of Norway. Why do you know Be- that, Mark? Because they, uh, it's I'm thinking, AHA. Of, I'm thinking and, of a different band. And... Yeah. <laughs> it's because AHA, Mark take is on the, me. Uh, That's from Norway. Mark, Mark is the lead singer of a AHA tribute band. Uh oh. I knew that it. Plays in the I, knew it. Area. I knew it. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> we're gonna go see oh how did you know that you're not supposed to know that <laughs> oh man yeah and then uh for, for i guess for the concert they play one song and then get off the stage let, but look let me tell you though and you can look this up i'm not i'm not making this up this is why right. i know this because uh i did a dive on aha at one point they are really? still highly regarded in Norway, you know, people make jokes that David Hasselhoff is still a king in Germany. Yes, yes. Yeah. Aha, aha are gods in Norway. Really? I'm wow. telling you, it's it's very it's very strange, but I mean, who am I to knock it? I'm writing this down. Here's an episode idea. Aha, yeah. <laughs> Norway's. <laughs> Whatever happened to? What was the band Lord... from back home, down east? They were from. Was it Nova Scotia? No, no, no. That's the French one. No, no. It was a mainstream pop band. Oh, Sloan. Was it Sloan? No, I'm thinking of a different one. This is like mid 80s. Like mid, like 84. Ah, I, can was a... I, can, I can look it up later. Okay, but... you got to look it up. Rush. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So <laughs> let's, let's play a stadium band. Let's play a little bit of this video here. Um, and then uh, I don't know. This is my introduction. Oh, sorry. We, we we missed one. Sorry, Corey. What was your introduction to this song? Ah, oh, geez, I'm I'm trying to remember. Uh, probably much music. Uh, I watched much music religiously as a kid. That was our our answer to uh, to MTV and uh, uh, Triumph. I don't think ever really toured much around the prairies uh, at at the time. Even Canadian bands skip Saskatchewan for some stupid reason. But yeah. uh, like, yeah, I never got to see a lot of the bands on this list because they just don't play Saskatchewan. And Triumph was one of them. They probably um, missed but- the tree when they were going down the highway. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we were. It's always a joke that Saskatchewan's the rest day, right? They usually hit Winnipeg, then they get a rest day driving through Saskatchewan, then they do, you know, Calgary or Edmonton or whatever. So uh, it was kind of similar with Triumph, but uh, I was really happy when Todd put uh, Triumph on the list, and especially this track. It's one of my all-time favorite uh, Triumph tunes, and uh, uh, they're kind of known, uh, you know, uh, Rick Emmett left the group there for a while, and he was replaced by Phil X, who's a name that Mark might know. He's the current... Uh, lead guitar player of Bon Jovi. He played right. in Aldo Nova and uh, Frozen Ghost, a couple of Canadian bands. So I didn't he was know actually a member Ghost. of Triumph. Yeah. Oh, cool. Hmm. I did know that he played in bon, uh, plays in Bon Jovi. I did not know about his previous bands. 
yeah, he was in, uh, he was in Triumph for a good long while and uh, Triumph actually reformed what, not that long ago, just two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a, a three song set uh, for some, they were being inducted in something, I think, and they yeah. got back together. So who knows, maybe uh, they get Rick Emmett back in the fold. Maybe they'll pump out some new tunes. That'd be great. All right, let's, uh, let's uh, hit play here. I, I could easily listen to all of this, but we have a show to do. <laughs> I, I, I want to say the the bassist yep. kind of looks like the bassist on Spinal Tap. <laughs> Derek Smalls, yes. I'm just I'm just mesmerized by the uh, vocalist's uh, lovely bouffant that he's got. Isn't that sporting. something? Oh, the 80s yeah. bouffant, yeah. 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 And then uh, I don't know what's going on with that drummer back there, but uh, he's surrounded, <laughs> surrounded by a drum set. Very uh, Neil Peart. Uh, yes. uh reminiscent it's I, like, I do you gonna, really need all those yes. yeah i was gonna say it's like a baby neil peart uh, kit you know <laughs> yeah about 60 percent of what neil had on his kit yeah. and he does sure. a lot of singing too so oh yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah he's got yeah. Both, big, they both yeah sorry go ahead todd sorry you just got that big swing boom mic every once in a while you'll mm. see him throw yeah. it in and he'll start singing they were actually co-vocalists in the band so kind of i don't know if it was half and half but this uh this track and I'm not sure if the rest of Triumph's uh uh catalog kind of follows the mold but this track kind of gives me uh Dokken and uh sort of Ooh. like a little bit of Def Leppard vibes. Oh, um, okay. I don't know I don't I don't know if that's by design but uh that's one thing that I noticed for sure. That's why I was convinced that I have heard either this song or I've heard Triumph somewhere down the road of my uh musical journey. I wanted to, uh, so it's interesting vocally, Rick Emmett kind of sounds a little bit like Getty. The higher range. Kind of that really high range. And the drummer too has a really, really high range. I kind of wanted to point out this picture here. (laughs) Derek Smalls again. Yeah. Yeah. He's wearing, he's wearing a kimono. Oh, is that what that? I believe so. <laughs> or a house coat. He just got out of bed. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't not see the dude from Spinal Tap now. I know like, that's just that's that's all I see. But do you oh, guys that... remember Rush did the kimono thing where they're all wearing kimonos? Yeah, yeah. that was at the beginning. Yeah. No, I just remember uh, them putting up instead of uh, stacks of uh, 
cabinet speakers, just uh, big uh, chicken roasters yep. or uh, chicken washing roasters. machines. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, awesome. the snake, the snakes, and uh, yeah, the last two concerts. Yeah, which or hilarious. Albums. It's still it's still funny. <laughs> the uh, the drummer, you can't see what he's doing here. He's got these shades on. Now his voice was almost his. I don't know if his voice was higher than Rick Emmett's, but it was damn high. And I remember stealing the tapes out of Todd's room, like I always did when we were kids. And I'd put this on, and I, you know, I'd I'd be air or air drumming or using the the bed to drum on, and then singing along, and getting frustrated that there's no way in hell I would ever be able to sing a Triumph song because of that now, upper who, register. Who do you think could re- okay in, okay replace him with Ingwie Momstein? Does he not look like an, a younger Ingwie Momstein? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I was just maybe thinking when... he wore his sunglasses <laughs> at night before Corey Hart. Did. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Which Those is an like unusual thing for a, Yeah, it's unusual for a drummer to do that. Normally, you'd see like, a, you know, a bass, the bassist or the guitarist, or the vocalist even with the shades performing. I've never seen the drummer do that. No, it just seems like that's an opportunity for the glasses to just go flying off of your face. Like every five <laughs> exactly, seconds. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I like love the that. triumph spelt out on the backdrop there in, yep. in like uh, with the kiss lights. So yep. it's a marquee. It's like a yep. Broadway yeah. marquee. We yep. are triumph. But uh, uh, this band did spend a lot of money on production. Like you saw at the beginning of that video, there was like a big explosion, like a big um, fire Which fire display thing. Made me laugh pretty good. I was trying not to <laughs> fall into the microphone just because I wasn't expecting that. It's that oh. abrupt explosion. Just yeah. boom lay it on the line like oh shit but their shows like Todd Todd can attest to the show was in Halifax I think you saw them Todd no it was in Moncton actually it was in Coliseum yeah and they had like 3D visuals uh, like holograms and stuff like they were doing really expensive show stuff yeah 72 Newport case of beer in the front right in the engine (laughs) compartment (laughs) (laughs) They actually, I'm, I'm surprised they came to Moncton because Monk, New Brunswick is one of those places just like Saskatchewan. Yeah, everyone just bypass them. Yep, yep. You're lucky when they show up. Triumph came to Moncton and they went to Halifax all the time. I remember that. But anyway, so anyway, so that was Triumph. That was Triumph. So the other band, what's the other band that we mentioned here? We mentioned Devin Townsend as well. So maybe we'll play that one next. Um, I'll start with Mark. Mark actually has some history with Devin Townsend. What would, would, what happened when this showed up on your list? I got excited because, and then I was I was suddenly reminded, which is or I was re reminded. Oh right, Devin is Canadian. Duh, because uh, I knew that. Because um, I remember <laughs> at some point I. Uh, it was probably during one of our talks or something of the sort of going like, what, how many Canadian bands and artists do I know? That's a good question. I should Mm -hmm. go through the list in my head. And, you know, it's, it was hard to, it was actually difficult for me to go like, well, wait, are they Canadian? No, they're not, but they are. Okay. That's interesting. They are. And uh, I remember, and I remember specifically my brain going, well, Devin should be at the top of the list because I know he's Canadian. Um, And then I just forgot. So when I saw when I saw the list, I went, oh, right. Devin's Canadian. Yay. Because I'm a huge fan of Devin and uh, all of his, you know, all of his band, all of the the work that he's done, whether it's Strapping Young Lad or Devin Mm -hmm. Townsend Project or just Devin Devin himself. um, 
fine producer, fine musician. World, I'll say world-class musician. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, very big fan. And he's very di- – he's probably one of the most dynamic and versatile vocalists in the rock and metal genre. Very few people can uh, – I would, I would put him in the top five of versatile vocalists just in the ter- – the, Yeah. Just in the sense that he can do – multiple different he he's not stuck he's not pigeonholed in one particular genre he can go anywhere he wants to go mike Patton's another guy who's very well, versatile and can I, go anywhere I, I feel those two are exactly on par with each other yeah in terms of ability and, and very fact, different uh, vocal styles too yet they can just they can stretch their range yeah exactly um cory do you have any introspection on this guy you you know what? Um, not really. Uh, haven't heard oh. much from Devin Townsend. Really, the only thing I knew about him was that he uh, sang lead vocals on the uh, Steve Vai album, Sex and Religion, uh, way back in the day. But I hadn't heard a lot of uh, uh, Devin uh, Townsend project or anything. So this was kind of a pleasant surprise Ooh. for me, too, when I popped it on. I'm like, oh, this I, I'm uh, getting educated here today, too. Yeah, nice. this is good. What about Todd? Todd, what do you, what's your uh, experience with Devin Townsend? Uh, you know what? From the, the the sound, I, I, once I hear the song, it'll come back. But the the name doesn't really ring a bell. Wow! Look at that! Wow! So so yeah. I'll, I'll provide a little bit of history. So I was introduced to Devin Townsend through Steve Vai's uh, uh, "Sex and Religion." Was that the album? Yep. Yeah, "Sex and Religion," where oh, Steve man. Vai Steve Vai needed to find a, a vocalist. It's sort of like he did his his passion project, which was Passion of Warfare sold a million albums did really well it was the first instrumental album to sell a million albums got nominated for grammys a whole bunch of stuff and it's like what what do i do next well how about finding a vocalist that's as crazy on the vocals as i am on the guitar and he grabbed devin townsend who's as good a vocalist as steve i is a guitarist so he brought him in but uh devin was going through his mental issues at the time uh, he hadn't been diagnosed with the stuff he's diagnosed with. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was, he, I don't know if he was on medication at the time, but he was very all over the place. Um, and uh, a lot of drugs, a lot of drugs influenced that well, one. And, and drugs too. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, I don't think Steve could control him. And I don't think anybody could control him at the time. And then he was out of the band and then Steve went, you know, instrumental again. So that was my introduction. But then this song here, which is the opening track of the Addicted album, which was a trilogy called the Devin Townsend Project Trilogy. Um, the guy I worked with brought this into work. He said, Sean, sit down. No, sit down. We had <laughs> we had big subwoofers in our office. Like it was a shipping department. Ooh. We could play the music as loud as we wanted. He said, okay, now ready? And he hit play. Holy shit. This whole album, <laughs> this addicted album, is phenomenal. It is you were gonna have to sit down because your knees were gonna buckle anyway <laughs> because of the wall of sound that was about yeah. to hit you. That's why was, I told you to sit. <laughs> yeah, it was just so so life-changing for me. It was I, I hadn't heard anything like this. And I'm like, this is that guy. So then I after that I did a deep dive and I have about 13 of his albums now. And he has an ambient album, which is just like mm-hmm. relaxation music, you know, yeah. but he's also um, 
as you can see here, there's a show called The Charismatic Voice on YouTube, which I'm uh, a subscriber to. Um, oh yeah, she. <laughs> this you know girl, who that is? like, yeah, I do. Yeah. I've I've okay. watched her videos before, and I always watch when she does Devin uh, uh, yes. videos, just because she just seems to have a, uh, let's say, an experience watching and yes. analyzing Devin's. <laughs> she had <laughs> him on. She, to she actually had an episode where she had tea with him. The inter she interviewed him. And they had tea together, and they talked. Oh, about I didn't it. see that one. Oh, it's okay. awesome! It's awesome. And he's such a gentleman. He's just I don't know. He's so. Mm -hmm. He's so normal now and so giving. He's just anyway. Relatively. <laughs> I don't know if you if you follow his, his uh, Twitter and Instagram, you might say like, oh, OK, so no, not really. He's not that. Normal. Oh, really? OK, well, I don't. Maybe <laughs> he's a buffoon, but like in the best, best sort of way, yeah. just because if you listen to any any of his music, he's like, OK, so he he approaches the music in a very professional, like uh, um, analytic way. But his presentation sometimes is like, what the hell is is going on through his head, man? This yeah. guy's weird. <laughs> so, OK, I'm going to hit play. I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> OK, are you sitting down, Todd? This is that yep. song that you have to sit down for. Okay, Corey, yeah. are you sitting down? I'm, I'm sitting. I'm ready. OK. <laughs> Sorry, I want to make sure we get the different levels of vocal that he does because um, mm. you can hear him screaming. And then uh, I can't remember the, the vocalist he had on this, uh, the secondary vocalist he had. Um... Uh, this is the woman that he continuously, I think since this album and throughout, uh, he he keeps bringing her back. Yes, he does. Um, yeah. I am, I am, oh, I'm struggling on her name right now. I apologize, but uh, it's, 
it's basically once she uh yeah you could probably look it up uh once she entered the fray she's been a constant in uh in his albums uh it's not his wife it's uh it's another lady who's just a fantastic vocalist uh, i think uh, well on the uh, person on the album they have uh uh, Annika Van Giersbergen. That's who it is. Annika, Annika. that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, she Annika. she's great. She actually sings lead on uh, I think a couple of tracks on this album. Mm-hmm. But um, she does uh, hyperdrive especially. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So he, his vocally, he can do anything. He can do straight opera. He can do the ultra screaming. There isn't anything he can't do. And then he's also an amazing guitar player, an amazing oh, producer. Yeah. And uh, he has a he, wall of sound to everything he does. That's kind so, of he, how he approached because he's also produced. He produces his albums. Uh, and that's literally the, the phrase he, he uses as the approach to each album is to create the wall of sound. And when you listen to it on record, it's it shows because it's just so much sound just coming at you at once. But uh, I tell you, though, as much as I like this track, this is the only uh once this is the only person on your list that i straight up knew and i knew yep. the song right away okay. um but as much as much as i like addicted um if you guys uh to your listeners if you re- if you don't know devin townsend and you really want uh, a good example of what he can do per song look up the song kingdom uh from his album epic cloud, oh, epic uh, cloud yeah yeah that i mean first of all that whole as far as i'm concerned that album is his like ninth symphony just yep. in terms of uh, versatility, but Kingdom is absolutely everything. Like, if you want a good example of what Devin can do musically and vote, especially vocally, all wrapped into one song, it's that one, most especially. This guy's like a He's, chameleon. Yes, definitely. he really is. So, so I was expecting to hear, well, I wonder who plays, you know, stuff just like Vi does. And I'm thinking, well, that's not Vi. <laughs> That's like death he metal. Yeah, no, <laughs> he definitely he doesn't play like Vi, but he I mean, he's still uh, uh, that doesn't deter his ability to to play guitar for sure. He's um, but he's very rhythm based. Um, am I correct? You guys are not familiar with Strapping Young Lad? Oh, I am. I definitely. Oh, OK, OK. That oh, was his yeah. first band where it's just basically just a death metal band. And yeah. he played guitar and, vo- and did vocals uh, and he was the rhythm guy. But he did. Uh, th- there's not a ton of solos in that band. Um, so he's very rhythm based. So that's why when you listen to Devin Townsend project, you're not going to hear a lot of uh, crazy solos from him just because, you know, he's sticking with the rhythm. Here's a picture of a uh, strapping young lad. Looks like Kim Mitchell. Oh, my. The glorious <laughs> skullets. Yeah. Devin Kim, Kim was, Mitchell uh, on a 14 day bender. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back in that the, guy hasn't slept awesome. for a while. Back in the early 90s. Yeah. Oh my god. He went from he went from looking like meth Hulk Hogan to Lord Voldemort. There you go. Yeah, look at that man. Jesus Christ. But yeah. you know what? Like I met like I met him at, at a show, right? And just the nicest gentleman. I was like so stunned with how nice he was. And there was some kid there that was having that had some um was having some issues with depression and stuff. And um he spent 15 minutes with this kid just to make sure he was okay mm-hmm. he said you know your music gets me through all these hard times and um i can't remember if the kid was bipolar or something but you know he's like your, your music's helped save me and he took the time 
regardless, everyone else was like, we want our time with Devin. And he's like, I got to look, I have to talk to this kid. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my job as a musician. And he actually took the time. So that actually impressed the hell out of me. That's awesome. Yeah, music's very powerful. Very Mm -hmm. powerful. So on that, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, it's it's good to uh, to know that there are, you know, it's it's nice when a musician can recognize when they are uh, when they're called up to kind of they taking the responsibility of like okay this fan you know sees me in a high regard and my music obviously did something for them it's it's nice when a musician actually takes the time to acknowledge that and uh, to make sure that everything's copacetic because there's a lot of musicians that they don't give a shit yeah yeah That's- no very true. But for a musician, I mean, to, to know that someone has been affected by your music is such a compliment mm-hmm. also. Yeah. And, to, and to know that you're, you're helping someone, which is kind of twofold, uh, it makes the musician feel just as, as good as, as the person who's, who's listening to the music. That's right. So you had mentioned that he looked like uh, Kim Mitchell <laughs> after a... Uh... <laughs> Here we Tell go. me I'm wrong. <laughs> so here's a picture of Kim Mitchell back in the day. Now, this is post-Max Webster. Um, and he had well, yeah. a, his, his was big he always hit. Old? Com- was he always old? I think so. He, he looks, because he like all these pictures I'm seeing are obviously Aww, from different eras. But his, this. His, he, his face looks the same. Oh, giddy. Giddy. Well, look at that. Oh. This is probably when they did Battle Scar, I'm guessing. <laughs> probably, yeah. Back in the Max Webster days. Aww. It's just so cute. I don't know why it's, it's getting me. I, right. I think it's the way Kim Mitchell is is holding Getty with, but just love, holding Getty like yeah. like yeah. like he's his grandma or something. <laughs> so so Max Webster was Kim Mitchell's band before he decided to go solo, and um, boy, that music was all over the place. It was really bizarre. I, I, would it be considered progressive, like prog rock or? Corey, what do you think? Well, I think some of it, uh, for sure, you could consider prog rock. They're kind of new wavy punk. You throw some folk in there. Like like you said, Max Webster kind of checked all the boxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they had they had some rock and tunes, too, like um, Hangover or Check. Like, those songs were just good rockers. Yeah, but they sure. did, so they did bring Getty in to do a song together which has been covered a number of times by heavier acts. Um, We're going to play that just to kind of introduce us to who Kim Mitchell was before he went solo. And then we'll maybe uh, bookmark that with what he did when he was solo and the difference in sound that he had. I think that might be a nice uh, way to look at it. So here's Battle Scar, Max Webster.
Giddy. <laughs> so that's not just, not just Getty. That's Alex and Neil playing on that, too. Rush was playing along with Max Webster while they recorded that. See, oh, really? okay. Okay. While I was listening to this song and uh, I had already had in my mind the, the whole joke between Corey and I, I was like, wait a minute, all all uh, Canadian bands don't sound like Rush. What a, that sounds like malarkey. And then I listened to this song and lo- I was like, wait a damn minute. <laughs> like, oh, it is Rush. Well, when you hear that bass, it's pretty unmistakable, right? Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask. Um, so Getty played uh bass and did vocals in this yes or and now you're saying like the entire band was involved with this song yeah alex and neil recorded this too and kim mitchell's kim mitchell's the original like the guy who starts singing yeah sure yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so yeah so that was battle scar so i guess let's just go right into go for go for a soda i think we need to watch the video though don't we oh yeah i imagine there's there's got to be a video to this song this this was this is the one song that i was just kind of like okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it was a mainstream song back in, in the 80s yeah. i believe it was a hit in america too i thought i thought it actually charted in the states i mean it probably did but this was that was before my time <laughs> so this is what this is i get this was his his okay look at me i'm kim mitchell from max webster this is his kind of his big <laughs> and i, I do want to say todd and you'll probably agree with me. This is the video that uh, our old buddy Bugamo uh, shows up in. Ah, okay. You ready? Sure. <laughs> Give me that. Wow. <laughs> that Greek business. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this bloke. 60s furniture. There's oh, yeah. What my hair looked like before it fell down. Whoa! Special effects. He jumps right out of the TV. <laughs> Tiny Kim. <laughs> Look at that outfit. My goodness. Watch this. More special effects. (laughs) 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 All right. So that Mark, kid, the, not a fan. The curlier dude, the curlier dude looks like Dustin from Stranger Things. <laughs> for one thing, that's hilarious. He looks um, like Fat Screech for us older guys. Yeah, oh. um, he, he looks like very said, much. That's my my buddy my growing up looked. Down, was... But one of the guitarists I, I I grew up just loving was was Bugamo. Uh, he was um, he looked exactly like this guy, and. Uh, <laughs> I got excited, like, oh my god, that's him, that's him. But it's not him, but you can be forgiven of thinking it's like, well, it looks like him. So um it's it's not that I'm not a fan. I just like this was the kind of the one I went, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's like I could I could see why this would be. I mean, it's catchy, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a catchy little uh, rock tune. Um not necessarily my favorite on the list, uh, but it's like <laughs> uh, you know, you, you can't win them all. Um, or a fun song. Uh, that, 
Yeah, yeah, it's fun. That being said, I'm sure Kim Mitchell, uh, even solo, probably had some some pretty good bangers. Uh, no, we're gonna than... play this one right after. See, Rock and Roll Duty, I think, is the one that I Do you know it. Maybe I might know this one. Okay, it's, that's it, definitely it more up your alley. Familiar. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's just play it real quick here. Just to see Everybody's all set. Now he looks like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Let's do rock and roll duty. You guys want to do that for the sound check? Ah! Ah, what? Ah. Yep, I definitely know this. Yeah. Turn on the drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that's probably one of the songs Todd's played the most. Yeah, he's kind of like the Canadian Hue, Huey Lewis. <laughs> that's a good comparison. Yeah. I thought the Canadian the Huey Lewis. I thought the Canadian Huey Lewis was Brian Adams. No, he's the Canadian. He's the oh, uh, Canadian so, Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Oh, yes. you know, oh, God, yeah. Good call. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking about the plight of the Canadian man. What I like is Kim Mitchell's playing in a bar doing a sound check, and he's got like a grizzled old prospector playing solitaire or something during the sound check it's awesome yeah we could do a whole podcast about kim mitchell i'm just i'm just realizing now just kim mitchell videos i mean throw on uh easy to tame that's a pretty good one. Oh my god <laughs> uh, do i i gotta do it now <laughs> sorry damn you Corey. <laughs> yeah his videos are always good uh it's just the official video here Ooh, not the awesome sound quality, but oh boy! Oh, it's intentional with the static, maybe. I think so. Okay, wait a minute. This Just a Gigolo, this is, is it's got the vibes of the Just a Gigolo video. It does, yeah. Maybe so there you go. the same person. <laughs> Didn't Dave Mitchell the Kim Mitchell's the Canadian David Lee Roth now? There you go. But he was always um, fun, like fun guy. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. Suddenly, suddenly go for a soda doesn't sound so bad after this one. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing is he had so in his solo band, he had a, a co-vocalist who sang, um, who co- co-sang some of the other songs. Yeah. Uh, Pai Dubois, who is, I don't know, phenomenal. Still touring with them, too. I saw Kim Mitchell a couple of years ago at Casino Regina, and Pai Dubois was with them. And oh, really? Giving that classic Kim Mitchell no sound. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He was like the bass player from Hall & Oates. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. Anyways, he's all over the place. Like he can play any kind of music. He's got some logger nail is. That's a good heavy one. Yeah. Oh my god! It's just I don't know. Todd plays Todd plays a lot of Kim Mitchell in his uh, cover. They're they're fun. They're fun songs. 
Kim Kim's songs are usually, you know, he it looks like it like when he's making his videos, you can tell he's he's just trying to have fun. Yeah. Anything anything else on uh, Mr. Mitchell? Still kicking it. I know he's playing a casino moostra here uh, not that long from now. I'm going to go try and check him out again. Puts on a good show. Like like Todd said, it's fun. Uh, and a little bit of everything. Go for Soda is a catchy little tune. You got kind of mellower stuff like this. Patio Lanterns, of course, was his big hit oh, uh, ba- back in the 80s. Big in Canada, never charted anywhere else. But uh, I always, I'll pop on Kim Mitchell's greatest hits on a Sunday when I'm cleaning around the house and have a good time. Moral Fixations was the better, was the best album, I think. But Moral Fixations? What was yeah. on that one? No, mm, no. There were more obscure songs because they didn't really have a whole lot of them on the radio. But uh, like from front to back, it's a, it's a good album. What do we want to put on next? Todd, what do you think? Uh... Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode. 